0: Hello and welcome to Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What? The podcast where Macintosh and Mod force each other to watch movies they should have already seen. I'm David, aka Macintosh.
1: And I'm Diana, aka Mod. What are we watching this week? everybody we're here with a special episode where we are going to go through the oscar nominated songs
0: it's always an interesting and unique category
1: yes it's always uh fun to see who they pick hmm. and what they pick
0: cuz sometimes the movie's not a the movie can be a giant turn yeah. burger but the song's pretty amazing
1: or like last year, they had many options from one movie, and they only picked one. Hmm. Mm. Mm. And, same same thing here. They did that again this year.
0: No, they okay. did that. But I think we've got some decent nominees here. And our first song this year is "Stand Up for Something" from the movie Marshall, written by Diane Warren and Lonnie R. Lynn, and performed by Andre Day featuring Common.
1: You can have. All the money in your hands All the possessions anyone can ever have But it's all worthless treasure True worth is only measured Not by what you got, but what you got in your heart You can have, you can have Okay, so the first thing I thought when I heard that was, is there a remix?
0: <laughs> Why is that?
1: Uh, because of Common. Yeah. His rapping, which he's a good rapper. Yeah. And he has an amazing voice. He's very juvenile.
0: His verse is so bad on this track. Like, and this is a killer track.
1: And I, like the, the other first thing I thought was... We needed Lynn to, to write this. <laughs> oh. We could could we have had Lynn Manuel write
0: Common's verse? Could no, could we have had like Q-Tip or Busta or somebody that's an actual rapper. Sorry, Lynn. You're great.
1: I think my my brain goes to Lynn is because of the historical weight I, I that is it. supposed to be carried with this movie. But seriously, no, let's I, let's no, have somebody no, other totally, than No, I I get you. Other than
0: Common do it. Okay. Let's just put it that way. Common is a legitimately great rapper. He and, is.
1: And a decent actor at and that.
0: putting a rap on a song
1: mm-hmm. and
0: a song that's supposed to be meant for mass appeal requires a different touch than writing, you know, just straight rap lyrics. No, I agree. It does. Like, if Kendrick Lamar shows up on a Taylor Swift remix, that's yeah. gonna require a certain different lyrical style. No, I Though agree. Though, Kendrick does it take away anything from his style he's just gonna write different types of lyrics for it
1: hmm.
0: but common the, the whole lyrics of the song are bad that's really my thing
1: audra day sang it
0: she sang it common raps i'm assuming common is audra put the in the there? movie she is in it as Minton singer so she's in okay, it so she's as in a it. singer yes
1: yeah, probably singing this song yeah okay um Oh, no, no. Rise
0: up, love,
1: lift your hands I stand with you cause I understand Ain't here to judge just to take a stand the greater plans, the creator's plan Let's all rise like the day began Reach out in touch with the Savior's hand On rock we stand like this native land Let the ways of love be the and ways of man nothing, oh. It's not a bad song it's She's
0: in- kick-ass
1: She's good uh, it's not a great
0: song. Well, the lyrics are are kind of boring. They're cheesy. Yeah. When I when I looked at the lyrics, I mean, all, it, it's just you know, right, stand up for something, or else you don't mean nothing.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it's it's it's, it's the same it's, refrain over and it's over. It's pretty generic. It, it's generic and bland. But the tone at which she put it, I sort of wrote down. I was like, look, if the tone of this track is meets the tone of this movie, I want to see this movie. Well,
1: and Chad hey, in the video. <laughs>
0: and hey, in the video, Josh Gad punches a guy. So
1: do like josh gad and i have fallen in love with chad with you get a rating on
0: it uh, okay If we're going out of five I'm
1: yeah gonna, i'm gonna say a three
0: i put a three as well because it's
1: not embarrassing but it's not
0: it's a solid effort it's, it's, it's not a... as good as glory when that came out from yeah, selma glory with john really legend good. and it's you know and that
1: performance was also beautiful I, it'll be interesting to see what they do at the oscars to perform this
0: it's not as good as andre day doing rise up oh yeah like, this is a whole room of talented people that Agreed. just...
1: Eh, it's just that missed the mark.
0: It's the lyrics. It's but just... It's, the lyrics aren't so it's good.
1: It's still a dirty, It's not... They didn't embarrass themselves. Yeah, so... All right, what's next?
0: What's next is a movie I'm sad I still haven't seen. hmm And it's Remember Me from Coco. Oh,
1: yeah. Written
0: by Kirsten Anderson... Lopez. Lopez. And Robert, Robert
1: Lopez. Lopez. Okay. <laughs>
0: Remember me Though I have to say goodbye Remember me Don't let it make you cry For even if I'm far away This song is so good. <laughs> it's really fucking good.
1: Uh, okay, so there are several versions of the song within the movie. Yeah. And so we just listened to them in order. Uh,
0: I had no context for this other than I tried to get a little bit of it from what I could find on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And what's amazing is this is a very simple song. Yep, It is not complex or hard to get, but by hearing those three different versions, you feel the entire through line of the movie.
1: Well, yeah, uh, there was recently an interview on Fresh Air with Terry Gross, of course, because that's what I listened to, with the uh, two creators of the movie, and they talked about the song. And uh, they oh the problem posed to the Lopezes who wrote this, the husband and wife team, uh, who also did Frozen, was we need a song that serves two purposes, where maybe if we just change how, like, they, they just were like, we need a song that you can sing in two completely different ways. It has to be the same song. Yeah. And they loved that challenge, and they gave us this. I know. Um, I really hope they do the version that shows up at the very beginning of the film and the version that shows up at the end of the film at the, at the Oscars.
0: Remember me Though I have to say goodbye Remember
1: me Don't let it make you cry For even if I'm far away I Because it would be, it would play beautifully on screen.
0: Can I also say, I really hope they do it in Spanish because hearing this song in, Spanish, in Espanol is, beautiful. is amazing. It's it's a beautiful song in English, okay, so but it's even better I- in Spanish.
1: If they do the first version, which is the Ernesto de la Cruz, if they do that version in Spanish and they do the other part in English, that would be awesome. I think that's the best way to get all of all of them mixed together. Yeah, I really my preferred version is the Ernesto de la Cruz version, which I'm fairly certain Benjamin Bratt actually sang him his part. Major. I think props. so. I think he did. I could be wrong um, because I don't uh, go Garcia Bernal did not. I, I'm not, I'm, I can't remember for sure. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. Um, but I love the Ernesto de la Cruz version because it reminds me so much of Desi Arnaz. <laughs> and I love, I love Lucy. Of course, her daughter's name is Lucy. So I, I just, I love that vibe, that kind of ladies, man, like part of the sequence. It's just like, Oh, this is fun. Like, this is like, I want to dance to this music. And then it's, The other version is just
0: heartbreaking. Well, I think what's really interesting then is after you hear the heartbreaking version, you go back and listen to the original Mm -hmm. and you realize how much pain is in that ladies man song.
1: Well, the original is the Coco version. Right. Hey, you haven't seen the movie. No, 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 no. Ernesto de la Cruz stole the song from Hector. Ah. Hector is Coco's father. Yeah. He's the one who ran away and cursed the family. Yeah. But really, it was Ernesto killed Hector. Mm. So that's kind of like the whole thing. So everyone knows Remember Me. It's his most famous song, but he's singing it completely opposite. And actually, like, the whole point of the movie is that uh, Miguel gets cursed because he steals from the dead well Ernesto got cursed first because he stole from the dead he stole that song yeah um but this song is gorgeous it's well done it really honestly I would not be surprised they walk away with the trophy
0: what's your what's your rating
1: I want to give it a five
0: I gave it a five okay uh,
1: okay we're gonna give it a five (laughs) I, I mean they already have an Oscar for let it go and this song makes let it go look like trash
0: for me out of all of them it just felt like the most creative and it's it's the best song from a film okay Not necessarily just the best song.
1: Okay, well, I haven't heard any of the other ones yet either, so...
0: Well, that's not true, because the next one up Mm -hmm. is Mystery of Love by Sufjan Stevens from the film Call Me By Your Name. Oh, to see without my eyes, the first... So. Yes. It's a, it's a stare down. Who's going to talk about this one first?
1: I, I, you go ahead.
0: I really, really like this song. I know. <laughs> and you don't.
1: <laughs> oh, it's a fine song. I mean, it's perfect for the movie.
0: The, the we, tone I
1: mean, we, we've seen this. One. The tone is absolutely
0: perfect, without being what many movies like this would do, which is a hacky portal back to the time period. Correct. It doesn't do that at all. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful song and Sufyan is there. I think its problem and yet one of the reasons I personally really like it mm-hmm. is that the lyrics are very esoteric, especially getting into the second verse.
1: Well, that makes sense for
0: the characters. Yeah, absolutely. The second the second verse is packed with references to Greek history, to Roman mm-hmm. history, Um, There's all sorts of allusions and poetry in there, Mm -hmm. which I think... Are all a big part of the movie. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's first and foremost a Stupion Stevens song. Yes. That was happened to be written for this movie. Hmm. That's That's
0: all I got. It's a 3-5. I gave
1: it a (laughs) 4-5. I'm not figuring as much.
0: I I thought this is an almost perfect song, and where I where I downgraded it and know that the Academy would never vote for it per se, I think the issue is, of course, that the lyrics are not going to be easily accessible to people in the moment, and that the music itself is what drives the tone. Um, the lyrics have a bunch of message in them, but nobody's going to really be listening for that.
1: Uh, this one doesn't accomplish what once did. Where it's emotional and it serves the movie and it mo- can, it's gonna move an audience. It's just not. It's, yeah, it's a radio song. He did a perfect job. Yeah. And I completely understand why they they nominated this. I, it's I don't. It's not taking a trophy. No. No.
0: But I think it might be s- my sneaky favorite. Except okay. that Remember I, Me is better. I will. I Remember Me is better song. But I, I really think this is a song that you should definitely read the lyrics because it is just a beautiful poem, if nothing else.
1: I'm good. Thanks.
0: <laughs> I'm a dork about my music. What can I say? All right. Coming up next is not an esoteric song at all. Mm-hmm. This is Mary J. Blige okay. performing Mighty River from the song from the movie Mudbound, written by Mary J. Blige, Raphael Sadiq, and Tara Stinson.
1: Right. Life is a teacher, time is a healer. And I'm a believer, like a river wild. Eagle's a killer, greed is a monster. But love is stronger, stronger than them all. who oh, if I can have
0: don't wanna That's the song that Stand Up For Something wanted to be.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Stand Up For Something doesn't have a shot against that.
0: No, not even a little bit. Mary J. Blige. Bit. First of all, can we talk about the production on this song, which is so measured? It's very subtle. And well done.
1: Uh, okay, so Mary J. Blige is in the movie Mudbound, and she's actually nominated for an Oscar. Right so she's amazing uh-huh
0: she always has been we've always
1: known that but
0: now there's like some oscar love for her so that, well oh, that's great and the problem is like i don't know i i'd probably heard some of the songs obviously on mm-hmm. the radio from yeah. like her 90s heyday mm-hmm. but i don't remember any of them off the top of my head oh, poor
1: little white boy <laughs> poor little white boy she's awesome i know we we all know this
0: i mean she sang a song to get milton green a kidney so um it's
1: it's a beautiful song it's got a it's got a good message and i could see this winning again over remember me yeah i i don't think it's as good a song but i could see them going that's the song we want to put an oscar to this year it's going to be called the political song of the group, and that's fine.
0: But it's, I don't even see it so much as, not, mo- nah. as political as an emotional plea.
1: It is an emotional plea.
0: Like, it's, it has nothing to do with politics. Which, and
1: no, because of our climate right now, it is political. Well, that's
0: true, and it should be political.
1: Absolutely, and so I think that's going to become the question. Uh, are they going to go for the political song or the heart-filled filled song? And I'm not saying that this song is not heart-filled. I'm just saying right. because of our current climate, this is the more political piece.
0: Well, and there's there's this one line. So they do this this pre-chorus twice mm-hmm. in the song, but on the second time around, right before they hit the chorus, they add the line, we know wrong from right. And that's the perfect line to me to sum up that song. Yeah. Is that, you know, It, it this has nothing to do with parties and spectrums is like this is about a moral choice yes and morality requires politics to enforce it mm-hmm. but this is about a moral choice and about a, a, a moral feeling fair and that's what i think is so great about it it transcends above that and goes for the heart
1: all right i'm gonna give it a four five
0: i was gonna give it a four i'm going to four five as well the okay. second time i heard it and it might have been the first time I heard it, the volume wasn't the production wasn't even as rich in my ears as it was this time. I just love how understated mm-hmm. it is, how they don't go they don't push it, they don't push the instrumentation, mm-hmm. they just let it let it lie well. And I, I, I got a feeling that's that's just as much Rafael Sadiq as as Mary J. Blige on this song. Who go check his stuff out. He's a Dallas artist. Ooh. Yeah. All right, for our last one. Yep. <laughs> Drumroll, please. The
1: one that you've been avoiding. Oh, boy, have
0: I. This is me from The Greatest Showman, mm-hmm. written by Penji Pasek and Justin Paul. Sorry, we were watching this and we're just looking at each other <laughs> laughing hysterically.
1: I I think they have to turn their Tonys and uh, they have to return their Tonys and their Oscar.
0: <laughs> it's, it's one of the worst songs I've heard. Okay, well, so That's bad. So let's start here, okay? First of all, we've talked about on this podcast how i have a problem with the politics and the message of this whole movie
1: yes and i explained that i figured out how to fix all that
0: exactly right that no, if we, we,
1: that if, we ha- if they had made that, that movie the exact movie but they had changed it from pt barnum to some fake name we could have let it all go
0: so that's there i still have i still have problems with the politics of the song and that in specific context i feel like it's incredibly offensive but we could set that aside okay the production on this is the shittiest thing i've ever heard in my life
1: it is so bad. I will tell you, I got more choked up listening to this song in the trailer than the three minutes of bullshit I just listened to. They ruined They ruined the hook that they had. They had a melody, and it's right there when they do the uh, watch out, because here I come, boom, boom, boom. Like, that whole little sequence right there at the beginning that they play in the trailer, that's the hook. That makes you go, Oh, this is the theatrical. Like, I can see, oh, these are the theater guys. They're writing this for the stage. That's when we get into the full production with the swelling music. And it is horrible.
0: They throw...
1: Horrible.
0: They throw a shitty garage band loop beat on top of it.
1: And then they have a zip in it. Hey, they whoop This is Bruce. This is who I'm meant to be. This is me. What? <laughs> bad. And, okay, I'm going to say this right now. The woman singing is shit.
0: She's not. She's really not. I think she's the only good part of the song.
1: I've heard the woman sing elsewhere, and she has a good voice. Whatever shit this is, she should sue. It's bad. This makes her sound horrible.
0: I don't think it makes her sound horrible.
1: I think... It's, It's bad. This... Whatever they did to this song, they... They had some good elements, and they 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 let somebody else produce it and touch it, and it got bad fast.
0: Well, here's the problem, though. I think this is all produced the exact same way. I think every song in the movie sounds like this.
1: Well, we haven't seen the movie
0: that everybody is talking
1: about. Why well, I want to see it three times in the theater.
0: I don't care. This is this is the equivalent of when me and everybody in the theater department had to go see Rent in the movie theater. And I had never seen Rent, and I just wanted to hear it, and everybody couldn't help but sing the damn songs.
1: Oh, I would have murdered them in the face.
0: This is also Moulin Rouge, where I had heard every single one of those songs before, and I kept going, why are we listening to these shitty versions of really great songs?
1: Moulin Rouge is a prettier version of Mamma Mia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Uh, With better music, let's be honest.
1: Hey, you be nice about ABBA. Abba Gold is the shit.
0: Sting and the Police and Elton John both wrote better songs than Abba. That is objective, and you cannot argue with me about it.
1: Yes, I can, because you can't dance to them as well as you can dance to Abba Gold. Sit down. Nope. You are wrong. (laughs) Wrong.
0: Abba is good music. I'm not going to dispute that. You can't
1: roller disco to Sting.
0: No, but you can rock out. (laughs) You
1: can rock out on your roller
0: skates. Well, you can't rock out to Sting, but you can rock out to the Police, who are way better anyway um we got to the last verse i was like oh look some belting just because we have to because it's a it's a musical song so
1: bad this is bad i feel bad for hugh jackman and zach efron and zendaya these are the same guys who gave us city of stars
0: which is a gorgeous song that was ruined by the singing of ryan gosling that's a different problem (laughs) a different problem
1: but i mean that's a beautiful song that song took away Lin-Manuel's EGOT.
0: Let's be very I'm
1: okay with that because be, it's a beautiful song. And
0: let's be very fair to Keila Settle who is Tony nominated.
1: What for what show was it?
0: Hands on a hard body. Oh, okay. The musical Hands on a Hard Body. She's got the chops. She's got the chops to do this, it. This is horrible. Now, here's the scary part about this, okay? Mhm. This was the winner for, for the Golden Globe for best song.
1: I know. I know this is the only thing I want. And for the
0: past four years, the Golden Globe winner wins the Oscars. They say that this has the inside track. And Entertainment Weekly, of all things, quoted its production, its new style production value. Which I was like, this is a third rate pop song. This is that thing of modern musicals trying to use pop production to sound new for the kids. That's what it sounds like. Oh, my heart hurts. This is, it's so bad.
1: I'm trying to decide what I'm going to rate this because I really want to give it zero stars, but that's not accurate. There are worse songs than
0: this.
1: (laughs) There were songs that have been nominated.
0: All right, I'll go. I'm going to give it a one.
1: That's what I'm inclined to give it.
0: I started with a one and a half because in my mind, oh, well, it is a competent piece of music and the production i like that
1: one piece of the hook like that it's like four bars and That's the production
0: <laughs> and the production isn't like you know the worst thing i've heard and then i heard it again and went oh
1: no it kind of is it is it is bad it's horrible and th- what's worse is it's going to be stuck in my head don't try to fix that please i uh, don't plan don't, on it don't oh it's just i'm going to give it a one it's a one <laughs> I can't. Okay, it it's is. Lent. It's bad.
0: It is an audible piece of music.
1: That is factual.
0: That is, and it has a singer who's halfway decent and competent singing. She's it.
1: a competent singer. I feel like their processing of her is what's so. I think the the producing is what makes
0: her sound so horrible. They've compressed it within an inch of its life. Overdriven it. Never driven every single element of the production.
1: Because I know that woman can belt.
0: And they wanted it to. I don't know why they they assumed that they could get this on the radio. I guess that's the one thing that they did with this. They were trying to push it. They hey. should well,
1: they should have just. I mean, there's a Kesha version. Just play the Kesha version. People be happy. You want
0: to over you want to overproduce it. Do the overproduction on the single version played by Kesha.
1: They needed to play a light hand on this music because it's supposed to take place. You know, at the turn of the century. Like that's your setting.
0: Oh, but they were Let's, going for this, this modern feel, you know. The this, Cirque du Soleil. It's it's that it's that thirty. Wow. It's that Steve Buscemi meme all over again. Hey, cool kids, <laughs>
1: <laughs> with the rock group T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. This. Yeah. It's one. All right. So we listened to them all. We did. And based on our ratings, we believe that Remember, Remember me, me will win, and the Lopez's will get another statue. I'm okay with that. I'll be able to sleep at night.
0: Who do you want to win?
1: I won't remember me to win. But I would not be sad or disappointed or grumpy if Mary J. Blige won. Those are the two. It's going to be one of those.
0: I'm a sucker for an underdog. Ugh, he wants you to
1: win. He's not going to win.
0: He's not. But I want him to. No,
1: that's fair. That's okay. And, and
0: here's the thing. If he does, it's going to be the most interesting thing ever. If he does win.
1: not be interesting at all.
0: Well, he won't.
1: Oh, that dude won. The guy with the funny name. That'll be it.
0: The quiet guy with the glasses who's not going to be able to say words when he gets up there. Yeah, maybe. He might say something really beautiful. Maybe
1: he won't come. He'll send somebody else.
0: I don't know. Stranger
1: things have happened.
0: And what happens if Benji and Justin come away with this stupid award?
1: (sighs) Okay, I have not listened to or watched Dear Evan Hansen. Uh Uh-huh. Because I know it's going to give me feelings, and I am avoiding feelings right now. (laughs) Like, I don't want to go through the deep dive rabbit hole that I know is going to happen when I listen to that music. Yeah. And or watch the bootleg of the musical. (laughs) Okay, don't give me shit about bootlegs when it comes to musicals. I. $200 $200 I,
0: tickets, and I'm fine se- with you watching it. The second
1: it. it shows up in my town, when I can see it, they will get my money. Eh. My watching a bootleg does not impede my desire to see something
0: live. Let, let's also be clear. No one really expects you to, to see it perfectly live all the time. People know stuff's going to get bootlegged.
1: If I was going to New York and I had the opportunity to go, I would pay the four or $500 to go see it. We've done that with Cirque du Soleil.
0: Oh, boy, I don't know if I'd pay $500 to go see that.
1: I'd pay less for the crappy seats. I would pay for the full musical? price to go. Yes, I would. Uh, just, just, I'd pay the 500 bucks to go see Hamilton. I you, would just do it. I would also enter the lottery. You I have would fun. Just I'll, go. I'll
0: go see a $5 movie or something.
1: Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, oh, I feel like if they win, it's going to put a damper on my desire to watch. Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a whole different problem. All right. <laughs>
0: Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the 2018 Oscar locks from Macintosh and Mod.
1: Haven't seen what? <laughs> All right, it's time for us to officially lock in our ballots.
0: We've got them here.
1: We've seen everything we're going to see.
0: Let's go through the methodology real quick because it's changed year by year, but I think we're sticking with this as the formula going forward.
1: Okay. There are a lot of, We haven't seen any of the shorts, we haven't seen any of the. Uh, foreign films.
0: I've seen some shorts, but yeah, we'll I've seen
1: have seen like a short. So like we cannot objectively
0: rank those ra- different movies against
1: each other. Yeah, no. So the top eight categories, which is best picture, director, actress in a lead, actor in a lead, actress in a supporting, actor in a supporting, original screenplay, and adapted screenplay. We give ourselves a first place, second place. Right. So. If we pick the winner, and that is our, it was our first choice, then we get two points. Uh huh. If our second choice wins, we only get one point. Correct. For all other categories, we get one choice and you get one point. And we did that because there's a lot of overlap between us. So for a lot of like the technical categories, we're probably we haven't we haven't compared ballots yet we're probably going to have the same choices in a lot of places. Yeah. And the first place, second place makes it a little more competitive. It
0: makes us. it competitive. It also gives you a chance to talk about uh, the difference between what you think the academy will think yes. versus what you think. Correct. And often that's how we've done it in the past where your first choice is, okay, I think this is where the academy is going to go. But you get that one point for this is the one I really want to win.
1: Yeah. And so it's kind of like a safety bet. Yeah. So that's that's why we do it that way.
0: But there's strategy involved. So you all, I'm sure, have your own picks and methods out there. If you've got ones that are different and really awesome, let us know because we might, you know, might go for that later on.
1: Yeah. Uh, But we filled out our ballots. Uh, I'll take a picture of them and post them on our Instagram so you guys can view them and verify with us. Um, But we're going to start at the very end of the ballot. We're using the Vanity Fair ballot for our printouts.
0: It's very pretty. It does.
1: They always do a good job with this.
0: Okay. We're going to start at the bottom, which is short film animated. Now, I have seen four out of five of these. Because I was originally going to drive myself insane and watch all of the shorts and the documentaries.
1: And then you remembered that you have a job. And and two children.
0: And this podcast thing that we're doing. Along
1: with two other ones that we do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But... The short, I will say this. If you want to go watch the animated shorts, four of the, the only one that's not on YouTube is called Revolting Rhymes, and it's on Netflix if you have that. The rest, you can just type in YouTube or Google them and mm-hmm. you can find them. They're readily available. And they're like five minutes a piece. Yeah. So they're easy to go watch if you really want to. Okay.
1: I picked Lou. I recognize the name and it's Pixar wine. <laughs> And Pixar is amazing, so I'm gonna stick with my tried and true.
0: Give me the one I haven't seen, "Revolting Rhymes." It is based off of "Roll Dolls, Revolting Rhymes," okay, which has previously been made into animated shorts back in the '80s. This is a new and updated version mm-hmm. um, that is CGI, but it is fairy tale. It's it's uh, fractured fairy tales with even more adult themes. Okay. So. I really want to watch this one on Netflix. I think we'll enjoy it a lot.
1: All right. Well, this is where we depart. That's a start. Okay.
0: Jumping into short film live action.
1: I just took a stab and wrote the 11 o'clock.
0: The 11 o'clock. So I looked, I looked these up really quick. The two front contenders. I did not. <laughs> the two front contenders are DeCab Elementary and The Silent Child. Mm-hmm. Um, the 11 o'clock, uh, is the only comedy in the group. Okay. So nice choice there. Cool. It's from Australia. I went with DeCab Elementary, which is based off of a true story. It is a gunman walks into an elementary school and an administrator talks him down. Okay. And that's based off of an event that really happened. So went with that one. Thought it was pertinent and timely. There you go.
1: Yeah. that then. Yeah. You're probably going to win that one.
0: We'll see. You never know. They true. They go all over the place documentary short subject
1: I went with heroin
0: I did as well Okay It's the most easy easily recognizable mm-hmm. and this was it got a quite a bit of buzz for a short documentary That's
1: why I picked it it's the one that I know people are talking about and usually with these categories that means that's who people want
0: Plus a movie about the opioid epidemic is so yeah. hugely important However I will say in reading about all of these all of these are very pertinent and timely mm-hmm. films documentary and all,
1: usually is especially
0: it, short and especially these mm-hmm. this year they are all about very specific issues of um awareness and and justice in their own interesting ways mm-hmm. so I, i'm i actually do want to catch up on all of these all of them sound really good
1: okay
0: visual effects blade runner blade runner as well okay I don't think there was any movie on here that matched the level of what they had. And there's some good visual effects movies. This on is here. a
1: great category. Everyone deserves to be there. It's Blade Runner.
0: Film editing.
1: Baby Driver.
0: I thought about Baby Driver. You I picked really Dunkirk, did, didn't but you? I picked Dunkirk. I knew you would. I think Dunkirk has a lot of movement on the technical awards mm-hmm. because it's not going to win a whole lot else. But it is easily Chris Nolan's most gorgeous movie. And that's saying something for that dude. Production design. Blade Runner. Blade Runner.
1: Cinematography. Blade Runner.
0: Dunkirk. Yeah.
1: I knew you were going to do that too.
0: (laughs) The visuals, man. Blade Runner. It,
1: uh, it, it.
0: But Blade Runner is all visual effects. I'm not saying that the cinematography is not good. But what you are given is the fold-out vision of the visual effects created by Blade Runner. Dunkirk is pure cinematography. It is all practically done.
1: I don't care. That doesn't make it better.
0: But I'm also thinking of the Academy angle on that some Uh, too. mm. All
1: right. Costume design. The Phantom Thread. thread. (laughs) I mean, there's no competition here.
0: I almost want to sing... Paul Tompkins' theme song for
1: that.
0: But I won't. I'll spare you.
1: Okay, the theme song is pretty funny. Go look it up though. Yeah.
0: Makeup and Hair Styling. Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour. It. We talked about it when we saw it, and it was such a huge deal, so.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's just going to go to darkest hour.
0: Okay, now before we get to the next one, because mm-hmm. I think this comes up for everybody.
1: Yes, we always get this confused. And
0: I looked it up, and it's actually a pretty simple explanation. Mm-hmm. Sound editing versus mm-hmm. sound mixing. Yes. It's pretty easy to, to think about. Sound editing is the creation of sound for the movie. So that includes foley work, mm-hmm. finding sounds um, that are in libraries and things, but it's getting the sounds for different moments of the movie mm-hmm. to provide for the production. Correct. Sound mixing is taking those elements and putting them Working into them the, putting it into the final soundtrack. Okay. And, and levels and all of the stuff that goes with that. So you can think of it as a pre-production, post-production type idea.
1: Okay. So for me, there were only two options for both categories. And that would be? It was either Baby Driver or Dunkirk.
0: Absolutely.
1: Those were the two contenders. And so for me, I had once we got that cleared up, I had to figure out which one did which part better. Okay. So for sound mixing, which is taking the sound and making it all work together, I put Baby Driver. Because I don't feel like there's anything in that film that you had to Foley as much. I mean, it's car tires, it's it's the car noises, and it's the music and the dialogue.
0: Well, and that is that that is to some degree Foley, no. but but in terms of you've got you've got to but, get a car with an the, engine and run it. But yeah.
1: the real winner there, I'm thinking of, is that opening sequence where it's just timed perfectly to his walking down the street. Yeah, that's mixing. Yeah. Um, and so that meant that Dunkirk was getting sound editing. Okay. With all of the bullets, the propellers, the the guys talking in the planes. That was there there was a bigger feat there to get those sounds together. Okay. You did the opposite, didn't you? No,
0: I did different entirely. Oh, okay. Dunkirk wins sound mixing.
1: Yeah, I was about to say you did the opposite of what I did. Hold on. Okay.
0: I've never heard bullet sounds so loud in my life in a movie theater. It was genuinely terrifying. The levels at which they mix those sounds. You
1: are so over-dramatizing that.
0: No, it really, it got to me. I—I I, And here's the thing. I, for some reason, sometimes I hear things louder than other people. I don't know why. But that really stuck out to me as a point from that movie. It just okay. did. I picked Blade Runner for sound editing. Really? I picked Blade Runner and here's why. And it's a weird logic point, but mm-hmm. we'll see if it works out. Of all of these movies, there's only one movie that had to think up sounds wholesale completely because you have an entire universe that's completely separate from what we know.
1: Okay. And that's Blade
0: Runner. They had to create entirely new sounds for that.
1: Then, by that logic, you're fighting against Star Wars. You're, that's not going to win at all. Anyways, you just throw it at your boat.
0: You're probably right, but...
1: But now we have six categories where we differ, so that's
0: kind of cool. But you never know.
1: And you guys probably just listened to our original song, listen, and review, so we're both picking Remember, Remember me. me.
0: from Coco. Yes. Easily, hands down. Yeah.
1: Okay, original score. I know who you're picking.
0: Who am I picking?
1: You're picking uh, Phantom Thread. No,
0: I'm not picking Phantom Thread.
1: Who are you picking? Oh, I'm Doctor. picking
0: The Shape of Water.
1: Oh, you are? Okay. Alexander Desplat. Oh, I thought you wouldn't.
0: No, I loved, I loved the Phantom Thread score, don't get me wrong. It sounds like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? It sounds like the era, plus it is repetitive and tension building. It's great, it serves the movie well, but as we said, his score served the movie well, but that doesn't necessarily mean it stands alone well by itself. Okay. The Shape of Water does both.
1: Yes, and it actually elevates the movie.
0: You're wrong, you're absolutely wrong. (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay, foreign language film, A Fantastic Woman. I
0: chose A Fantastic Woman as well. the The story is too compelling not to pick.
1: And the Alamo Draft House is recommending it.
0: <laughs> it's the only trailer I've seen. I wanted to watch the trailers just the, to get a feel. The trailer is really good. Documentary feature. Now this is all over the place. I've looked at the descriptions.
1: I just did Last Man in Aleppo.
0: Okay, and that's a that's a good choice, I think, because the guy. Got a visa from Syria to get to go. I'm picking faces, places. Okay. The director of that movie is winning the honorary Oscar award this year, Agnes Varda, famous French New Wave director. Oh, okay. So that one's getting the most buzz. I'm just going to roll with it. Okay. It's also not a bummer movie. Mm -hmm. Animated feature. Coco. Coco. All
1: right. So now we get into our first place, second place.
0: This is where we start arguing.
1: Okay. Adapted screenplay. Who's your first place?
0: Call me by your name. Ditto. Easy choice. Yeah. The, the first place choice on this one's so easy.
1: Yeah, it's "Call Me By Your Name." All right, second place.
0: You go first.
1: I did the disaster artist. Mmm. What did you do, Logan? Really? Okay, I almost did Logan, but I feel like what's gonna happen is okay. It's not "Call Me By Your Name," which is gonna be yeah. I could see them being like, "The disaster artist should have gotten more recognition, and it didn't because of James Franco." So we're going to give it to them here.
0: I would say that. But the problem is, is that movie is James Franco.
1: No, I understand. I Again, just... adapted screenplay.
0: I just
1: It was never going to be Mudbound. We tried to watch that movie. That that should have been a TV series.
0: It really should have.
1: Like we're watching this like this would be a good TV series. This is a horrible movie.
0: Though I will say earned its nomination in cinematography. It's it is beautiful. It is. Absolutely. Original screenplay.
1: Okay. First place. Get Out. Get Out
0: second place
1: i did the big sick you're going for your favorite i couldn't not
0: and i'm down i i totally get with that but you're doing ladybird i'm doing ladybird i i i think out of the other four it's it's the strongest to me honestly that's the most intriguing for the voters
1: you're wrong but okay (laughs) actor in a supporting role
0: sam rockwell
1: yeah first place sam rockwell
0: who's your second place i put willem dafoe i put willem dafoe as well on the strength of how much buzz that performance has Mm -hmm. actress in a supporting role
1: uh first place allison janey
0: laurie Metcalf. so much has gotten talked up about her performance it's so close between those two it really is no i'm edging it some laurie
1: not one not once we put leslie manville in play
0: Who's your second choice? Leslie Manville. Leslie Manville. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Okay. I'm secretly hoping for a revolt and somehow she wins that award. Best actor in a leading role.
1: I mean, it's Gary Oldman.
0: Yeah, I picked Gary Oldman first choice.
1: Okay, what's your second choice?
0: Timothee Chalamet. Oh, yeah. So easy there.
1: Yeah, that, there's really... There's, the let, no, there's no more competition on that.
0: Though let me be clear. Mm-hmm. Timothee Chalamet, I think, is actually better.
1: I agree. But, but it's, it's Gary not, Oldman it's be Gary Oldman
0: actress in a leading role
1: saoirse ronan
0: saoirse ronan yep who's your second pick
1: i put sally hawkins i
0: put sally hawkins as well because that's the best of that that whole crew
1: see i thought you would have gone with francis
0: no that that movie's gotten so much negative buzz at this point and so much talk has been given to the other things and I, I, I almost, but at the end of it, I, I mean, just went, no, Lady Bird's had so much more positive yeah. attention than negative attention. Mm-hmm. And I think Searsha's going to take it.
1: Oh, she should. She should get it. I, I, I can't even be, I, like, I love Sally Hawkins' performance, but I can see that Saoirse's is better.
0: Yeah. Like, also, I really won't be mad if Margot Robbie somehow wins. She's really great in that movie. It would kind of be a nice
1: fuck you to everybody. But at the same time, I don't want Tanya Harding to get I don't want Tanya Harding to win that.
0: I don't. Why? I don't want
1: that validation to that story. That story I have a problem with. The I don't. more it sat with me. I don't. I I, I do.
0: Now I think we're gonna get interesting on these last two.
1: I don't know. Okay, director, what's your first place? Jordan Peele. Okay, I did Guillermo. And
0: we'll 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 talk about why. But I think it's Jordan Peele. Uh, I think there's so much stuff around him. Jordan's Jordan's my number two. Yeah, and I pick Guillermo for my number two. Okay,
1: that's fine. Um, For me, it's just, I think it goes back to, I think this is going to be one of those years where, you know, the three, best picture, best director, and best writing tend to be the same film. They They center
0: around it usually. They they tend to be. Yeah.
1: They're usually linked. And I think this year we have such a weird slate of films, which is awesome. It is really cool how many different movies we have.
0: So I think I've I've always felt like there's three tiers this year Mm -hmm. between the nine films.
1: And I feel I feel like this is a year where they don't go together, because I I think the best directing came from Guillermo, not Jordan.
0: Well, we're gonna have to talk about Best Picture before I talk about why I disagree.
1: No, I understand. Like, I I think I know what you're gonna say about that. Okay. <sighs> best. Who's, who's your best picture?
0: picture? Shape of Water. Okay. It's gotten such more buzz recently, and I think the That's a movie. That the academy can still get behind, even though it's definitely different. Mm-hmm. I think that's one that they can more broadly get behind. Okay. What's your number one?
1: Get out. It it changed film, and when okay, so I've I went back and I re listened to a lot of our Oscar winner podcasts, uh-huh. which I do. I I don't always listen to them, but I I did, and you know we were so pissed about the French Connection, right. French Connection won because it did something different and it changed things. Yeah. And Titanic won because it achieved things that had never been done in film. And it wasn't about the story. And this, we have a film that does both those things. It achieved something that had never been done. And it has the best story. It has one of the best stories. Because I'll, I'll be fair. Most of these stories are awesome, which is really great. I like that it's difficult to choose.
0: That's wonderful. It's wonderful to have nine awesome different stories mm-hmm. that are all unique in their own right as these Best Picture nominees. Correct. And all of them were worth nominating, I feel.
1: And at the post, we knew it was Oscar bait from the get-go. There were
0: three definite Oscar bait films. Well, two. And no, one. three
1: Dunkirk Darkest Hour in the Post. Those were always gonna be Oscar Bait.
0: Dunkirk was a little set above Oscar Bait just because it, of the how it was done. But yeah, yeah.
1: But it's a war movie. War movies always do well at the Oscars. But those two feats make me feel like it's get out. And this my my number two is Call Me by Your Name.
0: My number two is Call Me by Your Name as well. I didn't pick get Out at all. And here's the reason why. Mm-hmm. I don't have that much faith in the Academy. That's fair. I'm a little cynical about them. That's fair. I think recently, as opposed to when they did do things like with the New Hollywood movement Mm -hmm. in the 70s with the French Connection, I think they've gone more conservative with their voting. To me, it goes back to the social network versus the King's Speech. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that, to me, was a landmark... And Yeah, but a
1: lot has happened since then. I
0: hope this is the year they buck the trend. Do not get me wrong. If Get Out wins, I'm going to be jumping in my seat. I will be so glad I lost those two points, okay? Okay. I will. I don't trust them to do it. And I will say this as well. Mm -hmm. While I know that some of this is tempered by me not having seen Get Out in about nine months or nearly a year now, I think the two movies that I've picked are actually slightly better than Get Out. I think Get Out is amazing okay. and groundbreaking. But I think these two movies are So if are you could
1: pick a third better. place, it would be Get Out. It would absolutely. Okay. Okay.
0: It's my it's my like 2B.
1: And see, if I could pick if I could pick a third place, it would be Shape of Water.
0: Absolutely. So
1: we we have the same top 3.
0: The more I thought about Call Me By Your Name, mm-hmm. the just more I thought about it's just slightly better to me. It just is. Mm. And it's beautiful. But see, I'm also in a playing a very against, interesting way.
1: There's no way that they're going to get if 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 Jordan Peele gets best original screenplay and best director. There's no way in hell that he is not getting best picture.
0: You never. There's no
1: world that that's happening.
0: I think there is absolutely a world. That I mean, that of happens. course, there's
1: always an upset, but. I cannot see that happening because the story of him getting all three of those and being a part of that very special group of this being your first movie and you
0: hit it out of the park is too good of a story. The The only thing I have to say is like, I, but I also envision a world in which they think, and this comes down to things like the, the Cannes Film Festival, mm-hmm. where it's very easy for you to win a Best Screenplay and a Best Director category, and it still not be the best film. No, I get that. And that's, I think, but where see, I finally that's, that's boiled where I'm like, to. It's
1: not the best directing. It's the best story, and it's the best film.
0: And I think it is the best directing and best screenplay, but I think there's two that are slightly edging it out. And that's where we disagree.
1: We we actually disagree a lot more than we thought. We're usually pretty neck and neck.
0: I mean, I like to go a little contrarian, and I think that's what happened here. I, I got there, but I also gave it some thought and really kind of went, no, I, I feel like I got to mm-hmm. buck this a little.
1: Okay, what do we win? <laughs>
0: oh, god. What does the winner get? I don't even know, man. Bragging rights for the whole next season?
1: Well, yeah, it's going to happen anyways. I came up with an idea. So we ha- when we pick our movies for what we're going to watch through the year with our themes, we have veto power. We're allowed to be like, I'm not watching that fucking movie. <laughs> you can't make me. The winner gets to deny one veto oh. through the next Oscars.
0: Oh, damn. Oh damn! You we should have come you, up with this beforehand. You get
1: one veto. Oh,
0: now I'm so the if second... you say
1: Diana, you have to watch RoboCop, and they say I'm not watching RoboCop. You like I deny your veto. Bullshit. But you have. But that's it. That's the only one you get.
0: How many vetoes do we get anyway?
1: Oh, we have unlimited vetoes.
0: No. <laughs>
1: oh, we kind of do. I mean, we usually come to some sort of like agreement. Well, we have
0: to come to an agreement about vetoes if we're going to talk about veto power.
1: No, because yeah, whatever. Um, that's a, that's a whole different thing. But what I'm saying is that you get, you get to veto, you get to, you get to veto a veto.
0: I get to throw it down and be like, you are watching this damn movie. Yes. Whether you like it or not. Yes. Oof. Oh man. Yeah. All right. You get well, to
1: deny a veto. I think that's a good stake.
0: Come on Academy. Piss me off.
1: I'm so winning this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. I think that, that I think that's a really good prize. All right. Well. It costs us nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it costs somebody something pretty dear.
1: Yeah. It's a pretty steep punishment <laughs> for, the, for the loser. <laughs> oh, I'm so going to win this.
0: Here's the thing, though. I'm what's, so excited now. <laughs> what's nice about our disagreement, though, is for sure somebody is winning this thing. Oh, yeah. There's not enough ties here for it not to wind up being that we're gonna we're gonna actually be pitted against each other.
1: Yeah, we've had years where we've we've gotten the exact same score, even when we're different. We've had years where I think it was it wasn't last year's was year before, like I got like twelve points, which is horrible. Like altogether I only got twelve points.
0: Okay, so here's here's the tiebreaker because mm. we do have to we do have to have a tiebreaker oh, okay, just gosh, in case. Tiebreaker, okay. What time does the what time does the ceremony end? Okay, it's supposed closest, to Closest be- closest to doesn't have to be past or forward, okay. just closest time that the ceremony ends that night and we're going to go from the moment that the best picture award is announced okay so when it's announced and the celebration happens or do we go by the end of the telecast
1: i'm going to go by the okay we need to go by end of telecast because if it's a very impassioned speech they're going for as long as they're going when the
0: credits roll
1: when jimmy kimmel come out and says good night everybody
0: no credits First okay, okay, credit, credit. First credit rolls. Yeah, he roles, has to run
1: across the street to do his post-Oscar show.
0: First credit rolls. That's the end. Okay. What time?
1: Okay, it's supposed to end at ten, right? Or is it ten thirty?
0: It's usually about ten thirty, but they go as long as they have. What to. does the
1: telecast say is the end time? Like, what does the TV guide schedule
0: say? Hang on, make me look stuff up.
1: Because I want to make an an educated guess.
0: All right, so TV guide says it is supposed to go from seven p.m to 10 p.m. because that is your local news that's bullshit they've never ended and at that's 10 central time right central time okay we are in texas we in texas
1: we in texas all right i'm trying to think it's got it there's going to be a lot of politically charged speeches oh hell yes but they're going to anticipate that so they're still going to try and keep it tight i'm going ten twenty
0: two. for some reason the numbers ten fifty one keep flashing okay ten fifty-one. 51 right. that's in case we hit a dead tie something happens yeah that's just to to prevent any scoring tie on our end
1: mm-hmm.
0: we've got closest to the end run time yeah god knows if it goes to 11 o'clock if they start pushing 11 i'm gonna be like really really motherfuckers
1: we're going home we got <laughs> shit to record damn it <laughs> all right well as we've said previously uh, we hope you enjoy watching the show. We hope it's great for everybody involved. And you can look forward to our review and our reactions to the winners in the show uh, the day after the Oscars. It'll be up there about Monday, late morning-ish, because it's going to be a long night for us.
0: We will, we will get it up as fast as we possibly can.
1: Yes, it'll be up on Monday. Yes. All right. Until next time, guys. Bye. for this episode please take a moment to review and rate us on itunes and for questions and comments drop us an email at macintosh and mod at gmail.com
0: we also should we're also going to have a hell of an in memoriam segment so fuck plus a retrospective for agnes varda That's when I'll go poop. She's a badass.
1: I'm still gonna go poop.